So hi, and thank you for joining us for this episode of Public Service Psychology Now, Division 18's podcast series. I'm one of the co-hosts, Tiffany Fennell, and I have the pleasure of continuing our special series featuring interviews with former Division 18 presidents as part of our division's 75th anniversary celebration. And today I'm speaking to Dr. Tim Lawler, president from 2008 to 2009. So a little bit about Dr. Lawler. Dr. Lawler retired from federal service after 27 years. He actually started his service as a volunteer in the Peace Corps in the 1970s in Columbia and retired as Peace Corps staff, serving as director of mental health in 2016. And in between those years, he's done many other things, including interning at the Cleveland VA and working for about 15 years at the Miami VA, where he was training director, designated learning officer, and provided clinical services in general psych, rehab psych, vocational rehabilitation, and the pain clinic. He's chaired a number of regional VA work groups and was on two national committees. And he also had a group practice for a number of years and taught in secondary and higher education, including medical schools. In addition to Dr. Lawler's leadership role as president of Division 18, he also served as Division 18's newsletter co-editor. So thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us about your presidency and Division 18 during the time that you served. So please catch up us or catch us up and tell us what you've been doing since you're president. Huh. <laughs> well, first of all, um, thank you. It's it's wonderful to be here with you and to um, have the opportunity actually to talk about this and think about it, which I hadn't done for many, many years. Uh, in fact, um, I even thought I was president in different years than I assume you have the right years because <laughs> you have the books. I thought I was president in 2009 and 10. So there you go. <laughs> I'm going off of our website. So okay, the website's whenever, probably correct. Whatever you believe, <laughs> I'll go with it. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. Um, <laughs> but interesting because I, I'm, I'm, I am just surprised. Um, I, yes, um, in addition, I mean, there's some things that I did between uh, being a Peace Corps volunteer and being an intern at the Cleveland VA. Um, and that is, I, I, I was, my dissertation was on US kids raised outside the US and their ability to adjust to foreign cultures. And I, I, I presume I got some interest in that having been a Peace Corps volunteer and known lots of expat families, um, uh, some from the US, many from Europe, um, some people from Africa, um, and watching how their kids adjusted and thinking that would be a great um, topic for a dissertation. And I got my committee to approve it and then had to find a way to collect dissertation data. So I became a flight attendant for Pan Am. Really? For five years, yes, because I could fly for free and on layovers, I would, you know, I would go to go to American schools abroad and try to and talk people into allowing me to um, testing their fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. My goodness! And then after 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 internship, then I went back and actually did all of the uh, the the data collection. So that's really awesome. Yeah, and and it did make actually it made um, my last job as as director of mental health for Peace Corps 
probably a little bit easier because I'd been to lots of the countries. Not, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, I'd flown around a lot <laughs> and I'd been in lots of airports and um, been lots of places where I didn't speak the language well enough to, to get through and, and somehow survive. So it really worked for me in my last job. That was the middle. And then since then, um, after my, my years at Peace Corps, I uh, retired and I uh, decided to move to Spain. I was working for 10 days in Morocco and it was, I had lots of use it or lose it vacation that I needed to use. And I kind of looked across the Mediterranean and thought, Barcelona, well, I think I'll go there. And I fell in love with Barcelona and moved there. So at least six months of the year, sometimes 10 months, sometimes longer, um, I'm, in, I'm in Spain. Wow. And so are you- I actually spent the first eight months of, of lockdown, COVID lockdown in ask, Barcelona. Stuck right now in because yeah. of the lock. Yeah. Wow. Right. So interesting. So and other than that, um, in Spain, I was um, involved in in Democrats abroad. Mm -hmm. And for uh, I was for the last four years. I just my, my second term just ended last month. I think um, I have been Secretary of Democrats abroad. And, uh, I think five thousand nine hundred members in Spain now. Oh, that's so, like a pretty large number. Yeah, every country has it. And then and obviously our whole thing is making sure that people vote. Mm -hmm. And it was quite challenging the last year. So that's been what I've been doing since retirement. Wow. So such an um, just in, an interesting career, just of a lot of international type of work. And wow, my my dissertation really was pretty boring compared to <laughs> at least my data collection. Come on, what but was it? <laughs> well, I was it was on a it was just surveying like college you know college freshmen who had to you know participate in psychology you know kind of the intro to psych kind of courses. Yeah. So nothing nothing like that. Well, beyond that, so it sounds like you and you're still very much um, seeming to be involved in. Um, in, in efforts to help, I guess, even with vote, helping uh, people who are living abroad um, still engage in, you know, their political, um, or, or I guess, um, what's the word I want to say, uh, be good citizens, even abroad, and, you know, exercising yeah. their right to vote, and things like that. Right. Right. Well, um, I guess take us back to around the time that you were president of Division 18, maybe fill us in on the context during the time, like what was going on in Division 18 or things that were affecting public service psychologists at the time or, or an APA, the country, kind of set the stage for us. Okay. Um... You know, I, um, you, you've already spoken with Dolly. I don't know who else, if you've spoken with Ed Nightingale yet, that yeah. would have been between mm -hmm. us. Um, so you know that we started the, the um, as Dolly said in her interview with you, um, that we were, we, we were losing money. Our, we, our, our treasury was, was being depleted rapidly. And that was because we started the, the journal. And I, I don't, I don't know of a single psychologist in Division 18. I can't think of one who was against starting a journal. But what we didn't realize, it, it, I mean, we probably should have, um, was just how costly it is to get a journal off the ground. 
and that you, even if you make some money, you end up losing a ton of money uh, for years. So um, the, the, the years that um, I was in the, the, in the president-elect president and, and past president, um, we didn't have in-person meetings in January as, as the staff had traditionally done. I think Dolly uh, in her year, 2005 or six probably, um, I ended up going to Washington that year uh, because I was interviewing for the job that I ended up getting eventually at Peace Corps. I didn't accept it. I, I got hired back in 2005 or six and didn't accept the position for mm. a number of reasons, but um, got called back in uh, 2008 and offered the position and ended up taking it. So I need an excuse to get out of work on a Friday or a Thursday and Friday or something like that. And so I said, oh, well, Division 18 is having its annual board meeting and I need to be there. Mm -hmm. And I took vacation days to do it, of course. I couldn't, I couldn't but, but did that, went and interviewed and then walked over to the hotel where the, uh, uh, the, the board meeting was being held. So, and Dolly talked about, um, I remember at the time, switching over to an electronic newsletter. Bob Goldberg, who had been my internship training director, was there. A couple of other people that I knew were there. And somehow I was nominated and, and uh, Bob, I, I recall, talked me into doing the, the becoming the new editor. And fortunately, I was uh, ended up being a co-editor with Jackie Wall. So when we switched over to electronic version of the newsletter, uh, and that was um, a, a tough decision for, so many of our members that time were, well, my age now or close to my, <laughs> the age I am now and didn't want to, didn't want that change much at all. Many of them actually didn't have email addresses even. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we ended up doing a, a paper copy of the newsletter and, and sent that out as well, but to, to fewer and fewer people just because cost of postage and, and everything was so expensive compared to doing stuff electronically. Uh, yeah. One of the real advantages of doing it was that I had to write, I think it was a quarterly newsletter and I'd have to give calls or send emails to the president, to, to all of the, the uh, division 18 officers, including the, the the chairs of the various sections. So I got to know, I had to edit their stuff. And for the most part, there wasn't a whole lot of editing to do. Most of these people were, wrote very well. Um, but I had, I, re, I, re, I had to read it <laughs> at least. Um, and you know, if there were changes, suggest changes and get okays on those. And then uh, send it over to Jackie who was able to do the um, formatting of the stuff and get it, get it done. So that's, I think how we shared our duties as, as co-editors of the newsletter. But it gave both of us a really, a, a much deeper understanding, I think of division 18 and all the things that were going on uh, than we would have had um, just by being members of our own section and, mm -hmm. and, and having some idea, of course, what was going on in VAs. Um, or Jackie, in Jackie's case, she was uh, an academic, but um, her section would have been uh, hospitals, I think. Mm. 
I believe that's what she would have come from. That's what she was teaching, serious um, uh, SMI stuff. At any rate, um, so we learned a lot. And somehow I got nominated relatively soon after uh, to be president. It, was, it could have been Dolly. I'm not even sure, honestly, um, who would have nominated me, but whoever the past president was uh, must have nominated me uh, to be on the slate for the, the upcoming year. And I honestly thought at that time that VA had it one year and then somebody from another section had it the next year and then it went back to VA. And I thought it was mm -hmm. VA's way of playing nice, even though they were mm -hmm. by far the largest section. I said, yes, assuming that I was not, I, I was not in it as a serious candidate. I thought, you know, it was, it had already been selected. And I was really quite surprised and, and, and happy when I won. <laughs> I, I, it was some, not something that I was expecting at all. So it was kind of a shock. So you got into know um, the, or learn more about the broader division by serving as newsletter editor and, and also getting to know some of the leaders. And, and so you were nominated and by surprise, but pleasantly surprised you were, you were elected. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It was strange. I, I did know, um, an awful lot of VA people mm -hmm. at that time, but I knew nobody, uh, no, virtually no one else in the division, except uh, the people who, who were responding to things in the newsletter requests. Yeah, it was good. So tell us, what were some of the um, kind of the major initiatives or things that happened during your, during your term? I think I was the first president. I'd been to enough Division 18 board meetings to know that the presidents had initiatives, mm -hmm. sometimes as many as three. And you didn't have to go to too many years worth of Division 18 meetings at APA to know that most of them didn't get through. That there was, there really wasn't the time in a year to push a lot of stuff, uh, and there was not a um, in, in in a single year to 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 get stuff rather grandiose. Uh, that's that's not the right word. That's a bad word to use there. But the 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 really powerful things that people wanted to get done weren't going to happen, and we didn't have money to support anything, any 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 kind of outreach at that time. We were down to. I would that around $10,000 in the budget, I have no idea, or in, in, the, in the treasury. Oh, and I'm wow. sure it was in yeah. the 30s or 40s mm -hmm. um, in just a few years before, but, but the journal was, was taking lots of money. Uh, so I actually uh, didn't have any new initiatives. What we did as, as president, and I, it was, uh, uh, I, I think I got the biggest round of applause ever that I got in all my time. <laughs> Division 18 office by saying, we're not going to have any new initiatives. <laughs> we had we had big things going at the time. Of course, getting the journal go, uh, you know, mm -hmm. successfully going, continuing with that um, was huge. And we all we all needed that to 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 be tremendously successful for the not, not, I mean, not just not just for the division. Um, 
we needed it for the patients we were serving and the, the, the articles that were being written, the research that was being done and was, going, was, was now being disseminated in a scholarly journal. And, and I, I think we, as, as a group, we probably wanted the, the psych psychological community and others uh, communities to know what was happening with people with mental, with, with some mental illnesses, mm -hmm. some serious, some less serious, but, but what was happening and how psychology was trying to make lives, help make lives better at any rate. So that was really just huge, huge, huge. The second thing that we had going was RXP, um, which had been, um, it was not started my year. It was probably a couple of years before me though, where we were getting psychologists trained um, in prescription to, to have prescription privileges. Um, we thought at the time that VA was gonna be the logical way to go. We had difficulty getting psychiatrists, qualified psychiatrists at, at, at VAs. Um, and that's still the case in, in many, in many um, uh, more, the more rural areas and in, in the cities, not so much. But, but uh, for our veteran population, um, it was important that we had um, psychologists who were trained to prescribe medications. Um, uh, as it was for the most part of the VA, in many VAs, we were already, if we were doing anything in primary care, we were making recommendations for medications, primary care folks, once we were once we got to the primary care model, were pretty much taking what we said and, and going with it until psychiatry realized what was going on and thought no, no, <laughs> that can't be happening. Um, I did just working at the Miami VA, doing the smoking cessation clinic with another another psychologist, and cardiologists had to read their charts before determining whether or not they were appropriate for uh, nicotine replacement therapy when, when the patch came out. They, they, mm -hmm. they, they were prescription meds at the time. Okay, so not just over the counter at that point. It was, no, it was, they were prescription meds. Special, yeah, you needed a, you a, needed a absolutely, yeah. Wow. And so in Miami, the cardiologist didn't want to do it. It was, this was still back in the day when you had you know big paper charts and you had to read through all kinds of stuff. Oh my um, so we, I think both of us got limited prescription privileges at the Miami VA to prescribe, to write scripts for um, Nicorette, mm -hmm. or patch, whatever the patch was called. Mm -hmm. So we knew it was, could happen, but then it, 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 it didn't. It started at DOD instead. Um, but we, as Division 18, were the group that was, was uh, doing the training and getting uh, some pretty hefty donations along the way to make it um, pretty much tuition free for those people who were willing to come. And they'd have to come either to Washington, I can't remember the other city that, that they would have to come to and get um, a year's worth of the, the, the kind of the equivalent. Uh, maybe the equivalent of a master's degree in, in psychopharmacology. Um, 
but they did that. And so that was, that was also big. And I don't remember the, I know we got a big grant um, or a big gift uh, during one of my years. And I think we probably added schools or training sites um, during one of my years. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. That is pretty. So big. that 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 yeah. that also was huge, and and, yeah. and it wasn't it wasn't costing us the same amount of money that the the journal was, but it was it was we weren't making any money on that either. Mm -hmm. um, and then the third thing was um, the SMI uh, uh, training and, and and certification stuff, and Mary Jansen, who had been. I don't recall that she still was at the time. Um, uh, the head of mental health psychology for uh, VA in, 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 in DC. Uh, and she and I were in the same, we took uh, service chiefs training together. Okay. Back in the day. Wow. Anyway, so I knew her. <laughs> uh -huh. I knew her well. She was, she was, she was already my boss, <laughs> but uh, uh, we knew each other and uh, she worked very, very hard with a number of other people, but it was Mary, as I recall, was, was, the, was the driving force and chair, the chair of that group, uh, having come back from, just had a mental health for, or, or substance abuse for World Health Organization, I think. She was in Geneva for a couple of years during her five-year VA stint, whatever it was. Um, so that was, that was another big thing that, um, was just huge for the division to get that through the the SMI protocols and the and the training and the just the it was just big and we were just so thrilled to have all, all of us who were in on the executive board and probably the division as a whole thrilled to have that get that through. So those were the three big things during when I during my years. I can certainly see why you wouldn't need to start any new initiatives because those were some really big undertakings that probably needed that level of focus just to help kind of continue to kind of push them forward. Yeah. Yeah. That, it, it was plenty. Yeah. Well, any um, accomplishments, anything from your year that you're especially proud of? You know, I... Um, Accomplishments, no. Um, uh, I'm not sure pride either. Um, I will say, um, I, uh, as I mentioned, I, I had applied for this job at Peace Corps and years back and turned it down. For whatever reason, um, they ended up calling me in maybe September of 2000. When was I president? <laughs> <laughs> I'll double check online. It says that it was 2008 to 2009. Okay. So they, and, and what did we, we must've started in August then, right? As president yes, at the convention. The convention. Yeah. Convention. So August. Okay. So I just, I was just starting my year as president and I got this call saying, do you want to uh, be director of mental health Peace Corps? Uh, and Obama, I waited and, um, Kind of held him off for a little bit, and the day after uh, the election was Obama was, and I thought, oh, this is going to be great in Washington now. So I called Peace Corps up and said, yes, I, I, I'd love to come. Um, and it took me a couple of a couple of months to get things 
squared away at uh, at the VA and be able to get out, but uh, but I did uh, get out. So what I learned uh, was that it is um, no time to be president of anything when you move cities and jobs. Yeah, because that would have been to, to compound time. things. Um, my my first. I don't think I was there for a Peace Corps January. I started the day after the first Obama inaugural. And I think in February, we had to do an evacuation of a Peace Corps country because there was a, a, an attempted coup where there was a coup. And so I went to Johannesburg, South Africa for probably 10 days and saw 117 Peace Corps volunteers just to you know, check in, do mental health checks with them and then mm -hmm. try to figure out what you're gonna, what they were gonna be doing with their lives at this point, you know? mm -hmm. plucking them out and dropping them down um, and, and, and came back. And I ended up doing that trip alone because uh, a Peace Corps volunteer had been murdered in um, West Africa and been in uh, the same time as the coup had taken place in Madagascar. Um, and then I ended up having to go, I was back for a couple of weeks, but then was sent to Benin for three weeks. And I didn't have, I, I, many of the places that I was in, I didn't have internet connections at all. Um, so it was international travel at least once a month generally for about a week, sometimes more, and oftentimes no internet. Most capital cities had internet, but I wasn't usually in capital cities. I was, I was traveling out. So um, I, was not, I was not around a lot. And- it made it really hard. Yeah. It did, it did. It, it, it just made it, it, it no, I was a, a bad president as a result. Um, I think, uh, Ed Nightingale, who had preceded me and Bob after me, I think Bob probably picked up uh, some as much slack as he could. Um, but but I wasn't there for a lot, a lot of different things that happened. Um, I could respond to them sometimes just by email. Uh, sometimes mm -hmm. I I would be back. I'd be in the country and I was able to do stuff. But it was it was tough. Um, we did not have, as I mentioned, we were we were broke, and for those three years, um, we really didn't have the money to have the 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 yeah, our uh, board meetings in January, our typical January board meetings. Um, we didn't have Zoom. <laughs> I you know I uh, I emailed appointment times for people to call in or for us to call them, and you know division their section heads. Um, Sometimes we talked to people, many times we didn't. It just didn't, it just didn't work. Um, so it wasn't yeah, great. And really challenging to Yeah, yeah, it, it, it truly was. The convention, however, was great. Jackie Wall was the um, court, convention coordinator. She did a wonderful job on that. But um, I was not, um, I was not a, a, a president to go down in history for the division, I can assure you that. <laughs> well, I still think there's value uh, and, and you know, I'm sure 
people were understanding. And I think that's, I think the plus, you know, of having a tree, you know, presidential trio, you know, having the, the past president, president and president elect, you know, to help, you know, um, keep things moving or, you know, maybe ha- using their different strengths, you know, to help uh, with the, you know, moving initiatives forward and or making progress. And so it sounded like you had a good team, you know, and you're, um, you know, the, with the Dr. Nightingale and Dr. Goldberg, you know, with you um, as part of your trio. So. Uh, Bob Goldberg wasn't, uh, it was Bob. Oh, Bob. Oh yeah, Bob Morgan. Sorry, Bob Morgan. Morgan. Yeah, thanks. Yes, yes. Yeah, so Bob having Morgan. a really yeah, good Bob was no, team. and Bob was great. Yes, having a good team like that. Yeah. Right. Yes, it was experience, and he was uh, criminal justice, so it was nice to have somebody from a different section who mm-hmm. uh, knew Very. what was going on, and more than more than DA uh, mm-hmm. intimately. Mm-hmm. More, than, more than we probably did as just DA. Yeah. Well, aside from that, maybe leave that because that may be a good leadership lesson is, you know, being abroad or those difficulties in, because even though many of us are, you know, stateside um, during our, you know, our leadership years, um, still the, I guess, keeping in touch, um, keeping communication going, meetings. um, These days we have the benefit of virtual technologies like Zoom, you know, but um, but even that, you know, there's there's challenges just being spread out in different time zones and and whatnot. But I guess any other leadership lessons, any other takeaways from your? You know, one of the things that I that 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 um, when Ed was president, Dolly must have been past president. Does that make sense? I think so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Dolly, Ed, Ed ran whatever the, I, I don't recall that we had any kind of regular uh, board meetings, but Dolly as past president, Ed tasked her, I believe, with uh, contacting each of the, the, the section heads, section presidents um, on a monthly basis. And that was very helpful. Now, Ed didn't follow through and do that during my year. He didn't. He, he didn't follow through because he thought the the section heads were not new any longer. And so they had. They, we all got elected at the same time, and they were in for two oh, years okay. as well. So, so he didn't think it was necessary. And and I would say, um, from my experience, um, that that would have been a, a, a lesson that that would have been a great thing to to put in the past president's job description. That, that's just what you do to kind of keep that going to keep yeah to keep that going um so that none of the section heads feels left out you know frankly we didn't know um psychologists in indian country was the toughest for us because we didn't have any good communication uh with with that group um and i think we could i could have done better and uh, had it been written into the job description, I think uh, I think it, it, it would have been helpful. But I assume that's all changed now. It's all working perfect right now. I mean, I see some of the stuff, but all, all of the 
continuing education stuff mm -hmm. that, uh, that, that each of the sections seems to be doing. So something's working right. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Well, as we um, kind of wrap up our conversation today, I'm curious if you have any, um, anything, um, I guess any, ins um, let me think about um, like future directions, things that you'd like to see for Division 18. Mm. For our future. You know, since living in Spain, I think in the last, I was at APA every year for, I don't know, probably years in the or more. Maybe even pretty much 30 years. You know what? I never made it to, sorry, Pat DeLeon, I never made it to Hawaii, either of the Hawaii conventions that mm -hmm. in my time. I, was, I had mm -hmm. lived in Hawaii with Pan Am. So I always thought, you know, the VA people who really had never been and wanted to go to APA because it was in Hawaii, they should, they should get the money to go. Um, that said, I have only been to one since I've been uh, living in Spain. Just it's, it's a, a, not a great time. It, it's just not a time that I would normally travel back from Spain. Mm -hmm. So I'm not exactly sure um, what, you know, what you're all doing. <laughs> <laughs> At APA meetings, but I think it's probably. Yeah. Good. But I have, I have, I, I, I would be pretty ba a bad person to suggest things that you should be doing. Well, I'm curious. I'll um, just to get your insights because you you have a bigger kind of more world world view, worldwide whatever view than um, certainly I do. Um, and I, you know, seeing us, you know, we're uh, American Psychological Associations, and most of our members are uh, American, you know, living in the United States, although we have many who are in Canada and some, some abroad. But I guess thinking on internationally, um, anything that is public service psychologist, um, anything that we could be focused on or prioritize um, or at least, I guess, make ourselves knowledgeable about as far as international affairs are concerned and how they might impact public service psychology. Just curious. Yeah, I, I, yes, I can think of a couple things. Uh, the, the one that, that strikes me as uh, most important is um, the treatment of mental illness outside the US, outside in, and probably outside of Europe, if we get into um, uh, much of Africa, much of Asia, how different things are. In what ways? Outside of cities. Acceptance of, of, of mental illness is just part of a community. People with mental illness, not to say seconds of mental illness. Uh, uh, clearly, I'm sure you know that there's there's lots of languages where there's not a word for depression, so you can't mm -hmm. be depressed. Mm -hmm. um, it was tough working with uh, trying to find competent mental health providers in many of the countries in which Peace Corps volunteers serve because they don't have the concept down. Um, as you can imagine, um, that, that we would psychotic breaks were not 
something that was terribly uncommon in Peace Corps volunteers, just given their age group to see um, mm -hmm. uh, mania, uh, mm -hmm. bipolar, if, if a first diagnosis of, of bipolar disorder was not unusual and that was very difficult getting those volunteers back to the US um, for lots of reasons. But the, the treatment of, of, of mental health in, in, in so many smaller communities is It kind of just normalization accept, acceptance of people as one of us, little different, little quirks. And they can be uh, pretty significantly um, psychotic, um, but not dangerous as psychotic, most psychotic people are, you know? And, and, and so there's some acceptance, which I think would be a lovely thing. Yeah, the other thing I, for Division 18, um, having spoken with a couple of people just on meetups, do you know what the the, the yeah the website? I've never heard of it before, but yes. Yeah, so yeah. I go on on different uh, tours of places in Barcelona and would meet people, obviously, and then meet up. Um, and, and I met a couple of people who um, one was a director of a prison, another uh, person in a different meetup worked in a prison, and what. The prisons are doing with prisoners in Spain is so see, is so different, is so vastly different that I think as psychologists in, 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 in the criminal justice system, I think we could learn a lot. Hmm. I don't know whether we could ever mm -hmm. get it pushed through when uh, with with the way prisons are here, but it really is astounding um, to to know some of the things that they the the, the prison directors they just can't believe uh, what goes on here. I, we we don't have for profit prisons for one <laughs> in Spain at least. Mm -hmm. I don't know about any other place. Um, the justice justice system might be just as problematic in many ways, but but the criminal justice part of it is. Um, the way they treat their prisoners is a whole lot different and seems to be a whole lot more successful. I don't know what recidivism rates are, but um, I, I doubt they're as bad, so. Yeah. It certainly is a privilege to be able to see other cultures or, or experience the the broader world um, and, and the benefits of seeing how they do things or how um, acceptance of mental health or, or very, you know, many other it's it, it can be really eye-opening and and certainly there's some things you can you know appreciate your about your own country in comparison and, and some things that you're like wow we could we could do a lot better um anyway well you know i think i, I yes I, I i i did go to a lot of the international just called division international division I don't remember what it's called even in, in APA. I'm not I would go to their things when I was with Peace Corps, of course. Um, I would I would go hit their cocktail parties at least, and some of that, of course, I went to some of their their presentations as well. Um, and I think there would be um, I was I was hoping that we would be able to pull in some folks from. I haven't not have an international section. I think that would be uh, outrageously. Um, far afield for anything that we would be able to do, but at least invite them to come and 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 be part of Division 18 stuff 
mm -hmm. um, what if they're coming into APA, particularly if they're presenting in something. Um, and, and there's in, in many different areas where I think it would be great to learn some of the stuff that they're doing. We read about it sometimes, right? Yeah, but, for sure. But we, it, it would be nice to get to experience that with uh, in Division 18. Um, that would be awesome. Yeah, it could we'll be. To, we'll have to maybe brainstorm how to pull something like that off because I'm I'm very curious now that we've been talking about this. Well, yeah, if we could, yes, if we could get something set up to do uh, yeah. research even with some folks working in. Well, I know I've kept you along on this on this podcast interview. I, know I rambled, but it, it's been <laughs> really. Always, it's been really fun just um, kind of hearing your reflections and hearing about what was going on during your time. And um, and I, I certainly just based on what you're saying, wouldn't call you a bad president. It just, it really seemed like, you know, the, the priorities at the time you guys were, you know, successfully you were addressing. And I, you probably know um, our journal is so successful now. It's yeah. very, it's just yeah. over the year, it just, be, it's been, more and more successful. And so I just want to thank you and, and the leaders who, who around your time and came before who, who were so forward thinking about the, about. And, and Pat DeLeon, of course, right. Absolutely. He was, uh, yes, I, I didn't say that I, for two or three years, maybe even longer than that. Um, I was on monthly calls. Yeah. And then did reviews of some articles early on, but uh, uh, but monthly calls for, for a long time. And that's thanks to Pat DeLeon and Gary, but, but, but I'm sure Pat pushed it. Well, and thank you so much for your leadership and, and for your time today. And maybe, you know, because this year's convention is virtual, maybe you'll actually have a, an opportunity to, <laughs> to attend from Spain or wherever you might be. Last year I tried and I was not successful. I, I no. signed up for it and then just, I, but there was a time change, of course. I but, know, it's the timing is, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I had some difficulties, but I, I would love to. And, and you One take benefit you know, you of the virtual. This year, right? This, yeah, yeah, in August, yeah, we'll have our, our transition. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure to hear that speech. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh. <laughs> I can't wait. No, honestly, good luck. It, it really, it, you would, know. Yes, I'll need all of all the training for you. Um, there's a little, yeah, there's, there's some trainings. Yeah. And because of things needing oh. to be virtual right now, they're, they're spread out over the, you know, every few months, kind of a, a virtual call, but yeah. We have, I just remember, I remember many good things about that, but one is that to always take pictures, never do it front on, always turn at least I think it was a 15 degree, your shoulders 15 degrees away hmm. from center and then your head straight on and then tilt it one way or the other a little bit for good photos. And they had us do the thing where we had to, had to put um, headpieces on to hear questions through, as if we were being interviewed for TV. Oh, like a media training? A little bit, a little oh, bit of media training, yeah. The pictures of this, I remember. <laughs> That's so cool. Of all the things, I, uh, since then, I probably have um, always turned for pictures, <laughs> turned my shoulders. That's great advice because I'm terrible at taking pictures. <laughs> yeah. That's great advice. But the head has to go straight toward the camera. <laughs>
and then okay. just tilt the head tilt a little bit one way or the other. That's good. I was like, I... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's more good advice. Well, we'll go ahead and bring this episode to a close. I just want to thank you again. Um, <laughs> way too late. <laughs> <laughs> And thank you to everybody listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Public Service Psychology Now. We'll be continuing you know, this series for however many more former presidents agreed to let us interview them. It's been really a pleasure and I um, hope you all stay safe and stay well. All right, take care now. Bye.